0: It's the next level Hey, my name is Ross
1: Markwon, and I play Red Skull You are listening to Panels to Pixels Podcast Check it
0: out I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry, I'm so weak No,
1: you're not Look at you, you're a survivor Yeah I'm so sick of it What are you talking
0: about? He said he could send me home, Jesse.
1: But he was strong. You turned him down. You turned him down. I said no.
0: Over and over I said no. Until I said yes. Hey everyone welcome back to the show i'm mark and i'm steve so this week we're covering preacher season four episode nine nine <laughs> overture and it seems to be a pretty much a lot of what's going on overture <laughs> in the show yeah because it's
1: almost over it's we're getting close this is the, the pin what i don't even understand that word the penultimate episode. I don't know, is it Greek, Latin? I don't know. Dutch? I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Um, but here we are. We are in the second to the last episode of the series Preacher Overture. It is uh, Jess, Tulip, and Cassidy. They're getting ready to assault Masada. All these acts for uh, Apocalypse 2020 review are are setting up. We see the saxophone guy. And well, as I watch this today... Again, I I really thought they were trying to go for what looked like a one continuous shot they were trying to do like an Orson Welles Alfred Hitchcock kind of one continuous shot kind of thing but you can definitely see the edits yeah. where it's where it's been cut all these acts are getting ready like i said Jesse Tulip and Cassidy are getting ready to rescue to assault Masada to rescue Humperdue. god uh, as they're in as they get in there god is able to separate them from each other he starts to torture Cassidy and Tulip Uh, Well, Tulip and Jesse get trapped in an elevator first, and then they separate out. And so now God has all three of them in separate places, and he's kind of torturing them in different ways. We get this... I don't even – I even hate to bring it up, but there's this bizarre sexual tryst between Star and Featherstone that
0: <laughs> – Featherdom? Oh,
1: yeah. Fluffer, Flufferman. Fluffer, Flufferman. Um, <laughs> um, uh, we get to see Eugene again, which is which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, we get to see his fate. And, and I don't know, maybe this is the end of the story. Maybe it's not. We'll see – Finally, we get this this confrontation between Tulip and God, which I think we're going to get into in our top fives. We get to see a little bit of a confrontation between Hitler and Jesus. And everything is really just setting us up For the final episode, it's getting everybody in line. Just like all these acts are warming up, all of our main characters are getting ready to do something big in the next episode. And at the very end, the saint reappears and we have this cliffhanger of an ending that even as I watched it today, I was just like, what's going to happen? What's what's next on this? (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, how dare they? Yeah, exactly. Just make it a full movie. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But then we'd have to, you know, be like, oh, it's over. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm really glad we're recording this on Friday night because now, as soon as we're done, I can pretty much go and I can log into AMC Premiere
0: and watch the final episode and get to see uh, what all happens. Yeah, same here. Uh, You know, know, definitely (laughs) I have to watch Fear and then I have to watch (laughs) Preacher right after that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right, so with all that information going on, we should get into our top five. Let's go. Now you don't show. Come on! Yeah, why don't you start? Sure. Uh, my number five would be, uh, I loved when Hairstar announces the apocalypse, but within his description, he describes Jesse desperado as a desperado tulip as a feminist and cassidy as a degenerate and it's pretty funny how you see their faces as he's saying this as like uh, like almost like a comic panel but uh it just like okay these are the faces of those three all three that will take down the grail and god apparently I just love the look of it, you know.
1: That's that's so amazing. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again because, as I as you're saying that, I I remember now. As he's saying it, we do get these quick flashes between the three of them, and that's so cool. That you're right. They do kind of fit into those three categories. That he, uh, that he lays out there in his description of the apocalypse. I hadn't even caught in on that. That's a
0: good catch, yeah, it was, man. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I was like, it was something out of a yeah. comic, too, if you think about it, with the panel, the way it comes up. He could actually see the speaker bubble or something of as he's saying it, you know, as a descriptive form. Yeah. You know?
1: Very, very cool. Well, my number five is just the big reveal that Genesis is the child of the angel and the demon that we were introduced to earlier in this season. And I, I went back and actually looked at our show notes because I, I wanted to remember which episode it was. And I, I did speculate this in episode five of this season where I asked that question, do you think Genesis is the progeny of this angel and this demon? And and you know we do get that confirmation yeah. here when when the angel kind of puts his hand on uh, they on both Jesse, I think they yeah. both put their hands on Jesse and go take care of our child and I just I was as soon as they said that the first time I watched it I was like yes I was correct. <laughs> So I've so very rarely oh, can I make that. Yeah. So I was I was really I also love that as we're as we're hearing at the you know, as Jesse, Cassidy and Tulip are meeting there in the hotel room, we can hear the angel and the demon still fighting in the
0: background. Yeah. Like
1: you can hear you can hear the clanging of the swords. You can hear the shoosh when one of them reappears after being killed. It but, just, but they so, have just at like, certain points when they have to talk to them. Yeah, like, okay, were all they right, stopped,
0: yeah, please. Take care of
1: our child. (laughs) Yeah, just like in uh, you know a couple episodes ago, we saw that the uh, the bar owner is dragging all the dead. Bodies out and burning them, you know. <laughs> that's a <it's> lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so that was my number five. Was just that that confirmation that Genesis is the child of this angel and this demon. Yeah, that we definitely.
0: Met. And that's that's pretty cool. I really like that idea. My number four would be Jesus's failed attempt to prove to God, especially his show to God, his own dance moves. It was a little bit sad there, but I think Jesus is starting to smell the fart in the car. At, at this point, when it comes to his dear own, dear old dad, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And I, I love that you brought this up because I,
1: I had something about it later in my notes, but it just, it's so, there's such a child wanting his father's yep. approval. There, when he comes to that door and he, he brings the flowers and he's like, and God won't even open the door, and so he's like shoving want? the flowers through the slot in the door, and he's like, Dad, look, look at me, and it's just like the the little kid, he's like that five year old, six year old kid who's like, look mm-hmm. at me, look at me, you know, I want I want to show you something, and you got to look, are you looking, are you looking, yeah. you know, that whole thing, and uh, and then he dances, and God is just like, good, you know, <laughs> and you can just see he's just so crestfallen that humperjee has basically replaced him in his father's eyes and it, it is it
0: is a sad sad state of affairs when yeah, we see it that is. It, and it makes you think in the bible itself did you know they if they would ever put that in there itself too, because you would think Jesus as being a person himself who is there, you know, even though it's a it's the Bible, but you would think you would do the same because hey, I'm on approval for my own father who I don't see. But in this case, he sees him, but, you know, God's not a yeah. nice person <laughs> in this form. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um yeah, I'm not Yeah, I get know. Into that. Uh, my number four is just Eugene getting released from prison because, and this is so funny, as I watched it the second and the third time, I realized I hadn't really followed the conversation originally because he, he when the priest comes and meets him, he says that they're releasing him because they couldn't find any of just Preacher Custer in his poop because they thought he had eaten him. And I'm like, really? That was. Like, so what were they doing was every, I don't even want to know how they were every day. They were following him when he did his business and they would collect it up to see if there was any human parts in his
0: poop, yeah. you
1: know? And, uh, uh, and then of course he takes that guitar and he sets up and I thought at first that he had set up in the middle of the street. And I was like, why are you setting up in the middle of the street? But it, it does look like, the third time viewing, it does kind of look like he might be on a sidewalk. And so maybe that cab, you know, jumped the curb to hit him and and kill him. So I, he may not have been set up in the middle of the street. But it just seemed like a weird place to, to just set up his guitar. Because, you know, normally you see people in front of like a store or a building or some kind of where they have a background. And he he doesn't do that. And of course, that leaves him open for the cab hitting him. And I, I really, I kind of hope we get to see where he went, whether he went to heaven or went to hell, because we know that originally Jesse Custer sent him to hell. And while he was there, I don't remember who it is that tells him that, you know, because of what he did to the girl and because of his life, he would probably have ended up in hell anyway but i don't know if maybe he's gone through enough and he already served
0: time in hell too so right
1: and he's already served his time some time down there maybe he's done enough to where he can get into heaven i don't know so that'll be interesting
0: to see if we see that in the final episode or not yeah same here uh, i i really want to find out what happens to eugene Yeah. My number three would be Featherstone and Hairstar together and her wearing that prosthetic fist as a (laughs) strap-on. I fell down laughing while she was just so clothed and Hairstar was completely naked and him realizing that there is nothing for him and there is no afterlife for him. He realizes, yeah, he can't limit an apocalypse in in any way. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know what he was believing or thinking, but he did get his features back, his looks and everything in that weird wig. There. <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually, I had a little bit of this in my notes cause I didn't, uh, it just, that, that whole scene is just, it was tough to watch. But as I, as I, as you started talking about it and as I was, as I was thinking about this is I'm kind of surprised. I guess it was because he was so focused on getting his looks back that he didn't make the connection that Hoover 2 died before he was able to send out the corrections mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder if he knows that Featherstone is the one who killed Hoover 2 uh. and and that's cuz we that was something that happened off off script we are off Camera. We didn't see the discovery of Huitzu's body. We didn't see what the fallout from his death was. We didn't see any of that. So we didn't even know until this episode that Hair Star had given him, you know, replacement directions or instructions to send out to the people. So that was an interesting kind of leap for the the writers to leave that out of the previous episodes like not even a hint of it yeah and the fact that that star didn't make that connection until suddenly when he's talking to Featherstone and she's like no everybody's gonna be dead and we'll be in heaven and he's like no 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 only the hippies and the, the what does he say that the hippies the Danes and the teachers unions or something like that oh, like so it's, a, he, it's a it's <laughs> a weird threesome he picks these weird threesomes to name yeah I think that's what it was I think he said the hippies the Danes and the teachers unions I was just like what? <laughs> like you're going to do a surgical strike on the teachers unions yeah right of, you know of nuclear missiles so that was an interesting uh, thought there or, or or exchange there as he suddenly realizes he needs to get these uh, these plans out that brings us to my number 3 yeah. it's tulip and god and I, I thought this scene was interesting that he he wants to fight her she's you know she's not afraid of him and then there's this whole thing about where He's like, really, you're you're not going to fight me. You're not going to punch me. You're not going to do anything. And she's like, no, I'm good. And he, so then he, he says, well, I'm going to give you a minute. So he, he says, if you can keep your cool for 60 seconds, then I will end the apocalypse and everything will be fine. But if you can't keep your cool for 60 seconds, then everything's going to go. As planned. And of course, when he brings up the baby. Yeah. Because he he tells her beforehand, you're going to screw it up. And when he brings up the baby in Dallas and the fact that he doesn't even remember why he killed her baby or he let her baby die. That's what what sets her off. (laughs) And then she shoots him. And uh, he, he locks him in that room. And I thought for a minute, I thought that she had died. And that room was like her cell in hell. Where she was repeating the same action over and over again of trying to unlock that door,
0: mm.
1: uh, but then of course Featherstone comes there at the end and opens the door and leads us to whatever they're gonna do in the next the next episode.
0: Yeah, which actually too, when when you said that, I had this thought too because in the next scene after that, that's when God approaches Cassidy mm-hmm. and Cassidy's split. You know, he has no legs, he's half or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, And I think it was after he had the conversation with Jesse, and yes. he has the blood, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, is that Tulip's blood? Cause- yeah, no, I think that was the
1: guy's blood, the, the guy that he had killed when he walked into the room, I think that's the blood mm. that he had, yeah. uh, that he had in that bucket. That's what I thought anyway, but... You know, it's kind of, we're kind of unclear on the timeline here Mm -hmm. because we don't know what's occurring because, you know, like like you just said, what we see is we see Tulip is in that room with God. They have their their little fight and then it cuts to Jesse crawling or the the elevator turning back on, Mm -hmm. which we're assuming that happened after the fight between after God locks Tulip in the room. And then Jesse comes out of the elevator. He finds Cassidy. God knocks him out. Or, well, he finds Cassidy and they have that whole conversation where Cassidy admits to him that he kept saying no until he finally said yes. And then that's when God uh, hits Jesse, (laughs) hits him over the head with Cassidy's leg. At least that's the only thing I can assume that he used to hit Jesse was Cassidy's own leg and knock him out and uh, and then drag him away after he pours the blood from the bucket into Cassidy's mouth. Because then the next time we see Cassidy, he's fully restored and he's there in Humperdeau's room. Yeah, and he's, he's there
0: to take care of humperdue
1: yeah, exactly. He's there to protect, I'm assuming to protect, and uh, I'm assuming the deal he made with God was that he would protect Humperdue so that he can do his dance
0: to uh, kick off the apocalypse. Yeah. And that would lead me to my number two? Yes, your number two. Basically, it was sad to see that Cassidy had fallen into God's plan. You know, he basic God basically tempted him with all that information, his past bringing back, you know, a real life to Cassidy, but then he was ripped in half by God to get information based on the, you know, on the desires for a real life. Yeah, it was sad to see Cassidy break. Of all people, breaking. I didn't Mm -hmm. think it would be Cassidy. I thought it would be Tulip, but we actually did see Tulip break because he gave her that, you know, 60 seconds. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yeah, he breaks, I mean, he he breaks... uh, All of them. uh, Well, did he break... Jesse, do you think? I think he broke Jesse when he brought him back to life. Okay. Okay. I could see that, I guess. But I mean, you know, in, last in, episode, in this... episode,
0: he, he brings him up and right. he goes, you know, you know. But in this yeah, scene,
1: in this scene here, off. when we're dealing with these three, you know, there's Cassidy says, he said no, he said no, he said no, until he said yes. And then in yeah. Tulip, you know, she breaks there at the end and shoots God. But I think, I, I want to say, I... I Jesse held strong because that's really kind of my number two is Jesse and God. And it's that fact that God kept telling him to try to use the voice on him yeah. and Jesse wouldn't do it. And it sounded to me like God was trying to use the voice on Jesse, yes. but he was unsuccessful at it because yep. he kept telling Jesse to do it. And then he tells Jesse to give him Genesis and Jesse won't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I say what I think Jesse Okay, I can kind of see where you're where you're saying that he broke him when he raised him from the dead and bit out his eye. But yeah. that gave him a resolve that in this scene, he yes. didn't break because he didn't release Genesis. And he, we don't see that moment, and we won't know it in the next episode. Because I, the only thing that I think that's got him on the verge of breaking is when he realizes that the saint is not there to kill God, but the saint is there to kill him. Yeah. At the end of the episode. And that... There may be a, a breaking point, but we won't see that until. But he held on because when he tells God, he says, well, why don't you just take it? And he realizes you can't just take Genesis from me because it's bonded to me. So what are you going to do, God? And that's when the saint comes in. And we know that And this, um, well, let us I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so I, I can kind of see what you're saying. But I uh, I did love though that, that like I said my number two was that fact that God
0: tried to use the voice on Jesse and it didn't work. Yeah, that uh, I'm thankful for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he had his first test before Tulip and Cassidy last episode, and then mm-hmm. like you said, he had a resolve, and then he right. was able to stand up. Right. But I, it ended obviously in a big battle that is going to continue. Right. So my number one would be well that ending Cassidy breaking down and telling Jesse that he was not strong. You know that mm-hmm. that really took me. That whole Cassidy scene. But whose blood was on that? And we talked about that already. Then Jesse with God in the church, mm-hmm. and it was uh, pretty much a closing to a standoff. But you know we don't see it until next week. Everybody, right? right. And then God's voice and possibly Genesis, but. You know we see Tulip trapped in the room, but you know flufferman <laughs> gets her gets her out so i I'm like oh, what's gonna happen? what's gonna happen? I'm still on my edge, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to, to – I, I really
1: wished that we could have gone to the last episode uh, just to just to see what was happening, but obviously we had to wait a week. And that leads right into my number one, which is the saint finally answering Jesse's call, and we realize that's who Jesse's been trying to call through the whole episode. At the very beginning of the episode, he's calling for help, and nothing's happening, and he's like, great, you're not now you don't answer, or now you – something like that, and then he walks away, and we're kind of like, well, who's he talking to? And then there at the end, when he calls out again, and he calls out for help – Yeah and we see the crows, and we hear the crows, and then the saint comes in, and then he and God had this little conversation, and there's a backstory there between God and the saint that makes me wonder if there's more to the saint than just being this Civil War general who caused all these deaths at Gettysburg. I think, and I wonder if He's Cain. Hmm. Because at the beginning of the episode, remember when when we cut to Humper about Cain and and Abel. He's talking about Cain and Abel in in the dressing room with Humperdue. And so, and I I know that there is some mythology and lore regarding Cain as kind of a saint of killers, as being the yeah. first murderer, being kind of a saint of killers. So I wonder if we're going to find out in the last episode that the saint of killers is not just a Civil War general, that he's
0: also Cain from the original Cain wow. and Abel. yeah, that's a good insight. Like a fallen angel, but just reincarnated into mm-hmm. this... Uh...
1: Yeah, or maybe some kind of an immortal who, at at whatever point he got sent to hell, we don't know what was the. It just, yeah, we're not he sure see much. And, and, <laughs> no, no, we don't get a lot out of him. And uh, I just, it's just, it's just one of those things that it wasn't until the second or I think the third watch that I kind of picked up on that, and I was like, why is God? Why? And that's I think it was in the second watch that I was like, why is God telling this story about Cain? Yeah, Where did that come from out of the blue? And then it's in the third watch that I went, wait a minute. He's talking about Cain. And then at the end of the episode, we get the idea, we get the statement from God that they've known each other for a yeah. long time. And so that's when I, I put that together. So you may be right. We'll see. Do you want to do quotes or do you want to go to our notes first?
0: Uh, we could go to notes. Okay.
1: Why don't we just go back and forth on notes? I think we both got yeah. three or four.
0: Well, I only yeah the first one I'll start off would be uh Jesse in the beginning when he moves the patch over his eye mm. That was really badass, but it was really gnarly looking. <laughs> Looks like he wants to get things done with that one image, like uh, a superhero just taking form or something. I love that superhero look and, and going to action.
1: Yeah, that was that was a great scene. And, and similar to it, um, one of my notes here is that opening with Jesus and Humperdue, and he's got the cupcakes and he stains Jesus' robe, you know, and we already talked about uh, Jesus trying to impress God there later on, but that just... <laughs> that whole interaction between – and Tyson Ritter plays those dual roles so well oh, yeah. that you see the complete transformation between Jesus and they got the false teeth. I'm assuming that the the, the uh, Humperdew teeth are false. Oh,
0: definitely. Um, and I <laughs> you know, know how he does that uh, with his eye, I don't know. Maybe he has a lazy eye and he pushes it or – it's crazy, yeah. I don't know. I, I think he's really good. He's a good actor. Yeah. The other note I had would be, I was sad about Jesus having to resort to being laughed at because he thought he, he was something to God, then reduced to being the photographer for Humperdew. Yeah. <laughs> everybody else who's a fan. And he, I, I think he started to realize his place and what he's just there as a showpiece on occasion, but he's not the favored son. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not going to go that. We already talked about the sex scene. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, just that this, we're still, I think we're still going to get in. It's about three episodes now, three or four episodes that we've had of this back and forth about Tulip and Cassidy. And now Jesse is included in this group of wanting to either kill Humperdue or not kill Humperdue, but they don't want him to dance to start the apocalypse. So I I wonder if in this last episode, they're going to find a way to get him not to dance but without killing him break his legs (laughs) or yeah or maybe something i'm not sure what they're going to be able to do uh to to make this stop but uh, that that really interested me that whole back and forth there that we're we're having that these last four episodes
0: yeah the other part i liked was uh, i was happy to see eugene again so so hopeful even in prison you know, he kept pushing and pushing. He, he just wants to be a rock star. <laughs> yeah. The priest talked to him. What a jackass! Yeah, that priest was a well, jerk. Yeah, that, that's just my opinion. But I, I was just like, why? Why did they keep pooping on this kid? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. He's a good kid deep down, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my last little note is just
1: we we, uh, we get this little back and forth between Hitler and Jesus where Hitler wants to go kill Humperdue and Jesus <laughs> doesn't want to let him. And they have this little pushing fight. And so I guess we're going to see the conclusion of that fight uh, in the next episode.
0: Yeah, I wonder if he kills Jesus and then Jesus comes back to life, and then, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Jesus kills him. I don't know. Well, we'll well, see. It would be funny too because if Hitler does kill Humberdoo before he dances, guess what? He saves everybody. Yep, yeah. exactly, exactly. Well, and that's what he said. I noticed that in in this in this
1: third watch today that that's what he says because Jesus asks him, "Why do you care who the Messiah is?" And Hitler says, "It's not about who. It's about winning. It's I want to be the one who wins. Right. You know, so."
0: Well, it'd be funny because it would be man's salvation from God of all people, Hitler. (laughs) Right, exactly, exactly. And you had a last note there? Yeah, well, my last note would be, uh, I guess Tyson Ritter is very talented. Not only does he sing and play bass in All-American Rejects, but he does play a really good Jesus. My niece Madison had to tell me that, you know, you do realize, Uncle Mark, Tyson Ritter is like the lead singer of All-American Rejects, right? (laughs) Like, I didn't realize it. I'm not a I'm not a big, you know, pop rock.
1: Yeah, I had read about band. it in the trivia a few weeks ago or or a, one of the earlier seasons because there's a, a an American reject song that's featured in one of the episodes in the earlier seasons. Yeah. And I saw so I had read about that that he was the lead singer of I didn't know that he played bass, but that I I did see that he was the singer of that that band, so. Yeah, he's very talented. Yeah, very cool. So we got a couple of, of notes here. I loved when when Tulip admits to uh, to Jesse about burning the note, and then she says, "Well, I sort of burned down a church. Well, I ain't proud of it, <laughs> you know." And she just says that, just kind of casually, that she burned the note, and he's like, he's like aghast, and then she's like, "And I burned down a church.
0: I ain't proud of it." <laughs> so I just thought that was just a funny scene. <laughs> I had one. Anything for ratings. And that would be the cop. To the mm-hmm. detective based on the the show that they were watching, and it was like they were just talking about the oncoming apocalypse. And I'm sorry, everybody, I didn't get a chance to stop and look at the ha- highlights and headlines. But but I, I the first thing I thought when I heard the guy say, I was like, oh wow, that's hard. Society in a nutshell. Exactly. Right <laughs> exactly. I,
1: I loved at the beginning uh, when Cassidy says, we're going to go get Humpadoo, destroy the Grail, and maybe save the world from a fiery apocalypse. And <laughs> just kind of sums up the, these last few episodes in just one short sentence. I just, I love that. It, when I looked at it today, I had to back it up so I could get to, uh, how the quote went. But I thought it was really great. He's just kind of summing up everything they're going to do. We're going to get Humpadoo, we're going to destroy the Grail, and we're going to save the world. Yeah. So, yeah. That
0: be <laughs> Well, hopefully they do it and I wanna see it. Yeah. Uh, my next my last quote would be Have you ever seen a passenger elevator when the cable snaps? It looks like chili kankari. <laughs> and that would be God to tulip. I, I just thought about that. I'm like, ooh, that's wow. Yeah. I love
1: I love, too, after he says that line and then he tells her to sit down, he's like, well, that was easy to make you sit down. And she's like, you just threatened to pulverize my boyfriend, you know? (laughs) So. Uh, So the series as a whole, Mark, what do you think? We're getting ready to wrap it up. We're getting towards the end here. What do you think?
0: Uh, I'm loving the show, and I keep asking myself, why do I love a show when a priest <laughs> is out there kicking ass and taking names? It's the wildest thing in the world to actually see. I think I just love it because sometimes you need that kind of fantasy and have that thought in your head. He might not be the perfect priest, but he he does want to do some right for a lot of things. The show has you know, to me has been really good and I'm glad to have watched it and got to podcast about it. It's so entertaining. And I'm still sad to see it go away. I just hope they could do something like a spin off or something just to wrap things up, but uh, I I think this is like the ultimate end.
1: We'll see. I mean I like I like the fact that I, I you know I love I've been with the show since the beginning, since I even heard the premise of it. I, I wanted to watch this show and I enjoyed it, and I love the fact when we when we decided we wanted to podcast about this final season with it. And I love... I think I'm more on board with these shows having an end date The where the showrunners know, okay, this is how long we're going to go. This is where we're going to end it. And they can wrap it up properly. And uh, I just... I really appreciate that because I think they're going to do a good job of, of sticking the landing on this. I think they're going to end it right. I just finished watching the series Killjoys and it didn't, it gets about a C for its series finale. So I really want this to be an A plus series finale that we're going to watch and that we're going to see. Cause I, I really think that would be just the culmination of these four seasons. And yeah, I just, I really uh, have enjoyed it and I'm glad they're going to get to wrap it up and I can't wait to watch it again in its entirety in a binge watch.
0: Yeah. And we're on to comic talk. Well, one thing I like, The Walking Dead The Alien will now be available for purchase, finally. You know, a physical copy will be available come November 23rd. Originally, when it first came out, it was pay as you want for the comic digitally, and that's how you got it was only digitally. Now they're going to actually put it together in a physical comic form for you to buy. So I'm hoping they're going to do some other spinoffs like this just to keep The Walking Dead, you know, in comic form in some way. So I have the digital copy. I'm looking forward to picking up a physical copy. copy. Yeah, copy. (laughs) But uh, that's live podcasting for you people. But, uh, yeah, I prefer the real thing in my hands. I I hope you guys pick it up, too. Uh, I thought it was a very interesting read. It was a one-off, and it was based upon Rick Grimes's brother out in Barcelona. Oh, that's cool. It's not long. It's pretty short, but I I recommend it. We got some uh, great Spider-Man news today. Spider-Man back in the MCU. So Marvel, uh, Disney, and Sony finally came to some sort of an agreement. They went back to the table, resolved a few things, and instead of the traditional 5% that they were going to get, instead of the crazy amount of 50-50... And the reasoning behind that whole 50-50 and the reason why Sony was like, no, because it put Marvel slash Disney in a way of taking ownership in some way of Spider-Man. So they agreed to a 25% where, you know, Marvel Disney would make some money off of it. One Spider-Man film that would be equated with the MCU, you know, that it would be Sony driven, obviously. So it would be like, Homecoming, Far From Home, and whatever this third installment is, but still relative to the Marvel Universe, and then an appearance in another Marvel film. So they, uh, you will get to see Spider-Man for two more, from according to this contract, which I'm happy about. But I'm pretty sure there was this whole battling and arguing about. uh It's like, well, if he leaves the MCU, how did he talk about how he got his costumes? How did he? talk about happy or stark Mm -hmm. what do they say in the marvel universe regarding spider-man and now that nick fury or talos was (laughs) involved in far from home how does that work out you know i i think it's all loose ends on both parties but the benefit to this is that you know if sony wants to go further with their spider-verse and i think they're actually going to do it and put spider-man in the next venom movie in some way and maybe Morbius, which would be, I think would be pretty cool, which will give Tom Holland some work. So, I'm happy about this. A lot of people are, eh, I really want to just, yeah, honestly, it gives Sony a little bit of an edge, and it gives Marvel a bit of an edge, and I think together, if they work together, they'll come together and make something good of it. It'd be far better than what we got from Tobey Maguire, which was a great start off. You know, the third movie wasn't, you know, I I was not a huge fan of it at all. The first two I loved. The Garfield era, I thought it was very challenging and different. But mm-hmm. uh, I love Tom Holland as the character, and he just brings a youthful aspect to the character of Peter Parker and as Spider Man. And I really don't want to see them recast anything or have to reboot. And you know, it, I'm getting tired of it. You know, just continue on. So I'm hoping. You know, this will look out for the best. But the next part I would have would be, this is not really comic news, but news I love. And I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan and Jurassic World fan. So now we get Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum for the next Jurassic World film. Nice. and uh, But they're not as cameos. They're actually going to be as co-stars in the film with Chris Pratt and, uh, what was it, Bryson Dallas Howard?
1: Bryce, Bryce Dallas right, Howard, yeah.
0: yes. Yeah, Ron Howard's-, Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah, so I yeah. think that's extremely awesome. And I don't know if you guys watched The Battle of Big Rock. It was on FX. Now it's on YouTube, so I suggest everybody to go watch that. I was really excited to see just an eight-minute version, but it was done very well. A lot of people nitpicked it, but I loved it.
1: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I, I, I want to, though. I will. So
0: Yeah, it's free. It's on YouTube. You can watch very it. Very cool. If a lot of you guys don't know, they got the idea and a concept for that little short from one of the comics. Hmm. That they put out for Jurassic Park back in the 90s, I believe so.
1: Well, we didn't have any feedback this week, but if you do want to submit your feedback to us, we can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, or whatever podcast player of choice that you use. If ratings are available, give us a five-star rating or a review. Tell all your friends about us. Spread the word. Panels to Pixels is out here, and we love to hear from our listeners. We have a new website. It is www.pixels.com. Podcast.com. right now that will redirect you to our Facebook page which is facebook.com panels to pixels or you can email us at panelstopixels1 at gmail.com that's panels to pixels 1 the 2 is spelled out T-O right there in the middle and the number 1 at the end at gmail.com or you can give us a call and leave a voicemail 845-350-2095 that's 845 845- three five zero two zero nine five and as always these ways to get in touch with us will be in our show notes
0: definitely and we will read whatever you write and we will definitely play your voicemail if you like so send them in we're here and you could hear us on various formats you could hear steve Right here, of course, but he also likes to submit feedback to various other podcasts, and I always look forward to hearing Steve's voice on other feedback on other people's podcasts, because it's amazing. He comes up with so many different insights, and we enjoy listening to them. And you could also hear me on The Walking Dead talk through with Brian Malosh and Kyle at the moment. And we're doing Fear of the Walking Dead. That's going to be ending soon as well. And uh, not many people are happy about it, but we enjoy having a good time talking about it and coming up with <laughs> some fun things to talk about. Regardless, a lot of people are not liking the show this season. So, but Brian, Kyle, and I just are having fun with it. But yeah, you know, we have a, you guys are great. We have like what a few weeks away until the Walking Dead comes back. So if you're looking to wait till that, listen. And I, um, I there's no break, sir. You, you you get
1: no breaks here. You get no breaks. Fear the Walking Dead finishes this Sunday, and Walking Dead picks up next Sunday. Oh
0: come on! You get I no breaks, break, man.
1: You get no breaks here, <laughs> sir. There are no breaks. There are no breaks in the Walking Dead universe, dude. Have you not figured this out? They have. They have got the year. Wrapped up, I think. I think. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, you can tell how good of a podcast co-host I am. I can't even figure that one out.
1: But yeah, yeah. no, you get no break. You get no break. You go straight into. Yeah, they did this last last year too. Mm
0: -hmm. Man,
1: this sucks. We get a couple of weeks before Watchmen comes out. This uh, this podcast, we will finish uh, Preacher Up next week with the finale episode. And then I think we're going to have uh, about two weeks before Watchmen start up.
0: Yeah, and we'll put in a filler episode by then too. So that yeah. way, uh, hopefully you can get that crow roundtable out <laughs> like we've been talking about. But, uh, yeah, if you guys are happy with fear and you don't want to listen to the podcast, that's great. But listen to us when we come back and do submit feedback for The Walking Dead when it does come back. Because I'm sure there's going to be a lot that me, Brian, and Kyle will be talking about. So, you know, just you can follow us. Uh, if you don't know where to follow us on The Walking Dead Through. all you have to do is go to talkthroughmedia.com or go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts it could be through Stitcher, Google Play. You could easily find us. That's the Walking Dead talk through, and that'll encompass both Fear the Walking Dead as well as The Walking Dead. So, and uh, as far as recommendations, I would recommend a few others that are on the, the Next Level Podcast Network. Absolutely, we have to go back with uh, Brian and Kristen. Ben and Kristen, and yep. <laughs> and we have What Lurks Beneath.
1: Yes, Podcast Zero.
0: Podcast Zero. So I recommend those two; those I enjoy. So stick to the next level podcast network. We're always here. We're always putting out a lot of new content, and I believe there's a couple of other podcasts that'll be coming out yes. in the works. That I think Ben's got are, a couple yeah. out.
1: He's got "Still Afraid of the Dark" that should be coming out, and uh, I think there's another one in the works as well. So
0: he's a very busy man.
1: And of course, anything on Podcasting and Network, Strange Indeed. I don't know what happened with their episode this week, if it's going to drop tomorrow or what, but uh, Strange Indeed is covering the show
0: Carnival Row on Amazon Prime right now, and you can check it out. That is awesome. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixels. Good night, everybody. Good night.